Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Wednesday, October 11th. We begin with a conversation with a Calgary businessman now in Israel on what started as a family vacation, which has turned out to be quite the opposite. We speak with David Wallach and hear his incredible story of finding himself and his family in the middle of a war zone only a couple of days after landing in Tel Aviv. Next, nachos will be served up and beers will be poured as the Calgary Flames hit home ice to drop the puck on a new season. We discuss just how important the new hockey season is to local restaurants and pubs with Ernie Sue, owner of Trolley 5 Brewery and president of the Alberta Hospitality Association. And finally, on a related note, what sort of a legacy will the Saddle Dome leave with the city as work begins on a new event center and arena? We take a look at the history and potential legacy of the Dome with Cindy Aidy, CEO of Tourism Calgary. You can hear the sirens. We had to stop the cab and get shelter under a building uh, on the street. We are just two minutes from a hotel, but we got caught by uh, alarm, by sirens, waiting for the explosion to happen. Air raid sirens ringing out in Israel as the conflict with Hamas reignites. David Wallach, owner and broker, Barclays Street Real Estate, and co-host of Calgary Next, sent us that piece of audio yesterday. And he joins us now live from Tel Aviv, Israel, to discuss what he is seeing right there on the ground. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Andy. It's a good afternoon here. Oh, yes, absolutely it is. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm not sure how good. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but David... By, uh, by the way... Yeah. By the way, you scared the hell out of me with the promo before the news because when I heard the siren, I had to take the headset off my ears, and I didn't. I wasn't sure that it's here or that it's uh, recording. I I can't even imagine what it must be like, and we're going to be delving into that, David. But first, uh, you know, you, people know you in the city of Calgary. So, so to begin with, what brought you to Israel in the first place at this time? Uh, well. Uh, I have dual citizenship, all of us, and all the family has dual citizenship, Israeli and Canadian. And uh, we have family here, and uh, we love the country, so uh, we come, we try to come here every year or every second year. This time it was a family uh, trip that was planned with our daughter and her boyfriend and our son and his wife. And uh, it changed a little bit starting Saturday morning. Yeah. So, so let's break down exactly right now. Where are you, and are you and your family safe? Uh, yeah, we are relatively safe. We left Tel Aviv because Tel Aviv was hit a few times uh, by rockets. Uh, one of them fell two blocks from our hotel, destroyed two buildings, uh, destroyed six or seven cars. But uh, more important, uh, four people were injured, one of them severely. So we decided to move out of Tel Aviv because it's a target and move to a smaller hamlet which is about 50 kilometers north of Tel Aviv. That's my childhood friend that invited us to his home. Can you break down for us, you know, the feeling and what was going through your mind when this family vacation that you had planned, like you say, every year or two to, to make your way over to Israel, uh, changed? The first you heard of a bomb dropping or air raid siren, what was that like? Can you set the scene for us? 
so it was, uh, we had a great, we arrived Thursday, we had a great day on Friday, and then uh, Saturday morning we woke up with the sirens and a few explosions in uh, around Tel Aviv. We had no clue what's going on at the beginning. Later on we figure, we found out that uh, Hamas started an attack on Israel. Um, we went out, well, there was a break, so we went out to look for breakfast, my wife and I, and siren hit again, and we had to run to a bomb shelter. And then we realized uh, it's going to take, uh, uh, the whole trip is going to take a turn. Uh, that continued the whole day with sirens and running to the shelter, sign and running to each other. So uh, our son lives in Vancouver. We called him, and uh, he was supposed to arrive late. We told him not to board the plane, uh, not to come to Israel because uh, everything has changed. We canceled all the uh, family or events that we were supposed to go attend. And uh, right now, it's uh, people are... Uh, trying to, and I don't know if they're trying to cope is the right way because nobody can with what happened in South Israel by those savages. Uh, but uh, at, at least right now, there's kind of, uh, I would say, unity and, and one goal is to beat them and to, uh, as soon as possible, get back to normal. There's a lot of volunteering going on, a lot of support to each other, and uh, you can feel the unity in the country. The unity, something that you're practicing, uh, you know, our producer here mornings with Sue and Andy, Reese Schaefer, showing me a, a, a snapshot of social media, I believe it was Instagram, of you with a, a very large grocery receipt doing what you can for those in need. So, so what, you know, what, what, what compelled you to give to those in need and what are you hearing that the people need in the middle of this conflict right now? So uh, the biggest need is for those people that fled uh the south which is uh where the attack happened uh people that left with only clothes on their backs nothing else with babies with elderly and uh, people and uh, families sometimes just a mom and, and the kids or their father and the kids and um, they were kind of uh helped by uh, different organizations to move north away from the uh, fighting zone and uh so uh, we called a few of our friends, both sides of the border in the U.S. and in Canada, and said, listen, this is what we want to do. We want to go and buy people uh, their necessities. And within hours, we raised, we raised over $10,000, which in shekels, the Israeli currency is over 30000 And we got two, two carloads of everything that you think about in terms of uh, necessities, whether from, from towels and, and diapers and, and, and food and, and coffee and everything they need. And the volunteering is unbelievable. We got to a point, if you can picture the saddle them for a second, we got to the uh, soccer stadium here and the hardcore fans of Maccabi Haifa, the local team, are the guys who volunteer to get those uh, produce to get all this produce to their families in need so we got there those guys raided our car within 10 minutes it was all in boxes we stand there suddenly a truck shows up they each one of them grabs a box it's on the truck 15 minutes from the many from the second i parked it was on its way to the families in need it was unbelievable so we did two two tours because we raised uh, a lot of money 
Incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, here's a question for you, because I think a lot of Calgarians, or Canadians for that matter, can't relate. Uh, you know, if we have a tough day, you know, Monday through Sunday, whatever day it is, we, we go home, we put our heads on our pillows, and we sleep. And I, I think about the situation that you're in right now, David. How do you sleep knowing that you could be woken up at any second? How does that feel? Uh, well, uh, the first night I didn't sleep. Saturday night, uh, between Saturday and Sunday, I didn't sleep. I was sitting at the computer with the window open and listening to the choppers and the jet fighters and waiting for the next siren. My wife went to sleep uh, with their clothes on in, ter- in just in case we have to run to the shelter. But then you get, you know, uh, Andy, it's not my first rodeo. It's not our first rodeo. Uh, living in Israel, you go through this every few years. You, never, you can never get used to it. Uh, it's always scary. It's always, uh, you know, you, you get fear in you. But, um, you know, you live through it. And then you continue uh, to do whatever you can the best way you can. And, and you're so right about um, the difference between places like Israel and Canada, you know, we, we have it in Canada. We, we have, we live in a have in heaven. Uh, we don't have any problems. Yeah, I don't like Justin. He doesn't like me. We have all, all those issues that really are not non-issues, and we make a big deal out of them uh, compared to, you know, whether you stay alive or you don't stay alive. It's incredible when you put it in those terms, David. Okay, just before we let you go, uh, you mentioned you have dual citizenship. You're very much entrenched in Calgary. So what is the plan, and not just for you, but for your family? Do you have an exit strategy to, to, to get back to Canada? Uh, what does the next few days or weeks look like for you? So uh, Air, Air Canada was one of the first uh, airlines to uh, stop service to Tel Aviv, uh, to and from uh, pulled all the crew out, so, and they have not re- resumed that yet. So what we hear now is that the government has changed its tune, and uh, now they are kind of getting ready to evacuate Canadians out of Israel. And um, we're waiting for notice. They say, sent us an email this morning that uh, in the next 24 hours we'll get the uh, details, which is you know interesting because it started Saturday. We're now Wednesday. Uh, you'd think that by now they should have a plan <laughs> and uh, start executing, uh, but we all know that governments would move really, really, really slow. Yeah, I guess. Uh, best of luck to you, and uh, you know, uh, send us notes. Please keep us up to date. We appreciate it. Stay safe to you and your family, David. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Andy, and say hi to Reese. I I will. He's he can listen. He's listening in <laughs> bye right bye. now. Thank you. That is, of course, owner of broker, owner and broker, Barclay Street Real Estate, and co-host of Calgary Next, right here on QR Calgary, David Wallach. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Yes, hockey fans, the Flames hit the ice tonight to kick off the brand new hockey season. Joining us to chat about the impact the NHL season has on Calgary's hospitality industry is Ernie Sue, owner, Trolley 5 Brewery, and president of the Alberta Hospitality Association. Good morning to you, and welcome back to the program, Ernie. Yes, good morning to you, Andy. Well, let's break this down. Can, can we put some metrics on it, Ernie? How big of an impact economically does the new hockey season have on local bars and restaurants? 
Well, the hockey season is, is, is always great economically for just not, not just Calgary, but Edmonton as well. Um, you know, and sports in general, just, it just gets people back out and able to cheer for something and, uh, you know, back out and socializing, which is great to see. Absolutely. At least to get to uh, get together with fans and have your, you know, shoulders, shoulder to shoulder at the, at the game for sure. But with the cost of living and affordability issues for the bulk of Calgarians right now, what kind of an appetite do you believe there is to head to the pub or restaurant and watch the Flames games? Well, big positive is we're seeing lots of reservations pouring in in, uh, in both Calgary and Edmonton. The Oilers play tonight as well. We're starting to see some Leafs reservations come out as well, which is good to see. So um, it's it's just good overall. I mean, even with the uh, inflation, we've seen local restaurants and bars become very creative with some daily features and, and specials to make it more uh, you know approachable for guests to get out. So that, that that's really great to see. Are you a Flames fan, Ernie, or an Oilers fan? Because I know that you, you, know, you, you kind of cover the province. Which side do you fall on? Uh, hey, I, I, I am, I am whatever can can give our industry a boost. I'm a fan of, of both teams for sure. We were talking, you know, even before the economic crunch. Although this has certainly brought the issue a little bit more to the forefront, the cost of going to a game—not just the tickets, but the parking and the burgers and the beer, for example—are uh, you hearing, you know, because you are a business owner as well, the Trolley Five Brewery? More and more people say, "Hey, I'd rather get together with, you know, family and friends and, and go to the pub because I'll save some bucks, but still enjoy the game." We're seeing, yeah, we're, and I think that's why we're seeing a large influx of, of more reservations pouring in at the beginning of the season. In Calgary, obviously, because of the excitement of, of Backlund being signed, and it looks like the team's starting to settle down here. But even the uh, Flames and the Oilers, we're starting to see some game packs coming out that are more affordable for families. So hopefully, uh, you know, that, that, that gives the Dome a boost as well. Those sports fans and entertainment fans did get some good news last week with uh, news of the green light of the Event Center Arena deal. So I'm wondering, as president of the Alberta Hospitality Association, how excited are you for the deal? And what kind of an economic impact do you believe it'll have on the city? Well, I think we, we've already seen it in Edmonton. The The ice district in Edmonton has, has been you know, outstanding at giving that whole city an economic boost there. And we will see it in Calgary. Um, you know, we'll see the development plans look to be uh, absolutely amazing, not just for restaurants, but for hotels as well. And uh, just drawing some more people to, to the province. I have to ask you this because this is something that came up. And not only uh, are you a restaurant, or a pub owner, owner of Trolley 5 Brewery, uh, but uh, I'm sure you eat every day, Ernie. Uh, is there one food that stands out for you as a fall food uh, that you have to have to mark the season? And, and uh, uh, business-wise, do you change your menu up uh, a little bit in the fall? Oh man, I, you know we go out we go out all the time, and 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 for me in the fall, I I love to check out every single restaurant's new fall menu or or their fall feature menus. You know, it, every restaurant right now is. I was at Maven yesterday in Calgary, and their their fall menu is is absolutely outstanding and comforting, and and get ready for you know, a little bit of a colder season. Absolutely. We do what we can. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to say go Flames go. I know you're going to stay on the fence, Ernie, but uh, yeah, we'll have to stop by uh, Trolley 5 and hoist, hoist a pint sometime. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Cheers. Have a great day. Cheers. You too. Ernie Sue, owner of Trolley 5 Brewery and, of course, president of the Alberta Hospitality Association. Back in the saddle again. 
the new event center is in the works and a new season for your Calgary Flames will kick off tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. But as we plan for the future home for your Flames and the concerts, how will our current home of Flames and Concerts be remembered? Joining us to discuss the legacy of the Saddledome is Cindy Aidy, CEO of Tourism Calgary. Good morning to you, Cindy. Good morning. Well, no secret, we have one of the oldest arenas in the league. So when the new event center is completed, what do you believe the legacy of the Saddledome will be? Well, the Saddledome's just going to, I've heard it around the city, it's always going to have a place in our hearts because so many of our memories over the last 40 years are tied to that center, right? I I remember when Elizabeth skated for her silver, right, and won it in the Saddle Dome. And I remember all the concerts I've been to and the games I've been to. It's just been a big part of our life. And so people are really nostalgic about that building right now. And as they see its nearing end, it, they're going to become more nostalgic. Is it 100% nostalgia, Cindy, or is it the structure of the Saddle Dome as well that makes it unique? Well, it does. It's been iconic on the skyline, obviously. Many of the pictures we've used for tourism over the years have had that saddle-like, you know, event center, and it's of interest, and, you know, it's it's just been part of our skyline for a long time. Now, when we talk about, you know, a new event center, you know, arena, uh, should the structures that are going to be put up in, in replacing this saddle dome honor the saddle dome, and, and how would something like that work out and be appropriate? Well, I mean, I I haven't seen, you know, obviously the renderings of the new building yet to see how they will. I'm almost certain that they'll find a way to to create some honor for what what was before in the new building. But it's just become a time when we need a building that has better and more purpose to it than what we've had with the Saddle Dome. I mean, even 10 years ago, we were losing 33 concerts a year that were going up the road because they couldn't actually operate in the Saddle Dome anymore. So so as we move forward, you know, uh, a new purpose-built, you know, entertainment center that can meet all those future needs is going to be important. Mm -hmm. And so um, how they will do that honoring, I'm sure they're thinking about that. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, I, I'm kind of shocked when you said 33 concerts that we've missed out on. Yeah. Uh, so that would be great for the city, great for music lovers and, and arts and culture. But as CEO of Tourism Calgary, uh, can you even peg a potential impact economically the new yeah. event center will have on tourism? Well, I, I can't give you an exact number at this point in time. I can just tell you that the vibrancy in the city is hugely important. We're busy remodeling the entire living room, if you will, of the downtown Calgary right now um, as it moves into the future. Um, but I do know how important the flames are and the events that we hold in those downtown cores to a visitor economy, how critical they are to all the partners that I have that have cash registers that come alive during games, mm. if we make playoffs, you know, we could go on and on about the knock-on effects that, that happen when we have those kinds of things happening in the downtown core. Um, and so it's, it's critically important. But to give you an exact number at this moment, no, it can't. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, Cindy, you mm. know, if, if the new arena is glorious, we get these acts, we can watch our flames in, in new seats with new concessions. And then you put the, you know, event center with, with the different restaurants and pubs and bars, for example. Mm. Uh, what about the notion and the idea that perhaps they could take away businesses from outlying areas around the downtown core? 
Well, it's interesting because you have kind of different types of visitors, right? Some that want to be right down there at the game and the place and the space and those types of restaurants. And then you have those that like to gather in the neighborhood pubs and bars and things to watch the games. And so you have different kinds of and different levels. But what it does do is usually engages the whole city. Incredible. We're looking forward to it. And I know you are from your position as well. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Bye now. I was Cindy 80, CEO of Tourism Calgary.